This is Coffee Number Five. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Coffee Number Five. And as I'm sipping my coffee, I'm thinking about the challenges I had as an entrepreneur and how difficult sometimes is to connect with people that you think you have a lot in common, people that you love, but they cannot understand the life that you choose to live. Today, I'm super excited because I have a good friend of mine here, Carrie Murray. Carrie is the founder of BRA, Business Relationship Alliance, a network of powerful female entrepreneurs ready to take the world one cup size at a time. It's basically a group that encourage collaboration, empowerment, and support. Welcome, Carrie. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so much for having me. You know, you know, when you get on the phone with someone and you immediately click with them, that's how I felt with you. It was exactly the same yeah. feeling. It's like, I I like feel, I, forever. <laughs> forever. And honestly, today's the first time we see each other's faces. Yeah. And, but it's well seen an old friend already. So I want to talk to you about communities. Communities. That's a, a big word. Yes. And you are a community creator, such a strong community creator. So how did you start it with this? How did you build a community? Because we're talking in, in real life community here. Yes. Uh, I think it probably started, well, I think I'm a natural collector of like-minded people. So mm. it's very natural for me to be like, bringing women together, bringing family together. I've been doing it since I was, you know, in college and I, my background's in education. So I used to have to bring students together and families together and I would create a classroom community. And it was really important to me that it felt inclusive for my families. And then once I left education to um, become the founder of Bra, I kind of used that same strategy of cultivating community so everyone feels included no matter what their race, religion, culture, background, age, but also that they felt supported. Um, and at the time when I was running my own business, I felt so isolated. And anytime I sought out community, there it was all these old white men. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. where are the women? <laughs> I, I have to say, it's tough to be an entrepreneur. It's tough to be a business owner. And I think we had this discussion already, and I mentioned it many times in the podcast, yet you cannot... Uh, rely necessarily on your friends or your families when it's about your business because there are different values involved and knowledge and yeah. someone f that loves you as a person necessarily don't love you as an entrepreneur. It's so true. I think no matter what idea I would come up with, my mom would say it was great. That's a great idea. It could have been the worst idea in the world, but that's what our family does, right? They support us blindly. They're they're not going to be the mirror we need to reflect and be like, is this a good idea? Well, and you make me laugh because my mom doesn't speak English and she will listen to my podcast and she will say, oh, it, you, you sound very, very professional. You're, you sound very, that you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Right. Yeah, and we love them for that. But as a business owner and as an entrepreneur, you need to know like that's not necessarily true. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. all your investment can go through the drain. Exactly, um, and that's you know part of the reason why we I founded the Bra Network was we need that mirror. We need that 
honest person that we can be vulnerable with and feel safe that we can bounce ideas off and say, is this a good idea? Am I going to make money doing this? Or to say, I have no idea what I'm doing. I need help. What would be your best advice? That's why I created the community. And the women come to it because we're, we don't look at each other as competition. We look at each other as collaborators. We look at each other as women that really want to support each other like a good bra. That's why I named it bra. I know. I love that. I love that. <laughs> because then- I want everyone to know, if you think of a bra, you know, support, yeah. lift. Um, it, that's just the baseline of the oh, uh, Why not? Why a little pump too? Exactly. <laughs> if you need a little padding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. Whatever you need. Uh, <laughs> um, I- and it, it just kind of grew from there. And I think what's infectious about bra is that once a new member comes in, you feel this immediate support. You're like, oh, you're a bra member. Oh, okay. Come in, come in. You're immediately. Well, actually, welcome. I met a bra member this week. I tell Which you one? later who it, okay. who it is. And I, I was immediately, we were sisters. Because we we belong to the same place and it was amazing feeling. Yeah. And then that's exactly what I want to, to, to create because all other networking groups, entrepreneurial groups were either way too expensive. Thousands of thousands of dollars were, were not invested in me and me personally or professionally. And it was very cold. And it, I wasn't finding the, the warmth. Well, it's the same. It's all about, uh, in my case, I call it the work culture with my team. But it's also about what you have to design the culture of your community. Yes. You, like, would you accept clicky, click, clicky people or would you not? Would you yeah. accept, accept the gossip? It's up to the leader to say this goes or this doesn't go. So, so how true. do you deal how do you deal with those situations? How do you say this is not a clicky community? Because that I hasn't I haven't seen it as a clicky community at all. Yeah, I think it's I model that. I'm constantly talking about how to show up for each other, how to support each other. I'm not in there going, hey girls, did you hear this this new little thing about so and so over there when I have meetings? So I think modeling and showing your leadership. And people follow. They're like, oh, this is the expectation. It's kind of like when you walk into a library, you already know you have to be quiet. The culture of that situation, you already like, oh, we have to be quiet. So when people come into bra, they know it's elevated. They know it's it's professional. They know they're going to be supported. And I think that's modeled for me. And then it just trickles down to all the other members. Well, you're just infectious that you just want people to smile like you and to feel that energy all the time. But how many members Bra has right now? Right now I have almost 400. So (laughs) mostly in Los Angeles, because that's where I'm based. But I do have members across the country. Um, I'm eventually going to be opening up chapters. Um, But, you know, COVID. Oh, my God. That's that's really, really exciting. But okay, so you have events. How do you decide what events are good for your community? Uh, First thing is how can we create social impact strategy? So every event 
has to be not just for us, but some way we can give back to our community. Whether it's like during the fires, we helped, you know, um, the Los Angeles Fire Department, uh, the Red Cross. Uh, during uh, the election season, we paired up with a nonprofit called Fair Fight that helps prevent voter suppression. So that's the first thing. It's like, who are we going to partner with? Because mm. I can't just take all the money. We have to have some kind of social impact strategy. And I think that's also what sets Bra apart. Um, yeah. from working groups. So once I have that, then it's like, what are the goals? Do we want to be inspired? Do we want to be educated or motivated? Sometimes it's all three things. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, and when we have our biggest event of the year, which is Women on the Rise, uh-huh. um, we actually honor the women within Bra because one of the things we lose as an entrepreneur is we don't have that boss telling us you're doing a great job. You've won employee of the month, or I want to give you a raise. Congratulations on your efforts. It's just us. So I created Women on the Rise to acknowledge the women that are in bra like a boss would. They're an empowerment leader, a visionary leader, a woman who is on the rise. And we partner with a nonprofit. Proceeds of the ticket sales go to the nonprofit. We get dressed up. We have rosé. We wear fancy hats and we give it awards to the wonderful women in our community. That's so great. I can't wait to be there. I, I need to wear my hat. <laughs> yes, it's it's ladies lunching and it's usually in the spring. <laughs> okay, looking forward to it. Getting my my hat. That yes. ha- I have obsessions and everyone knows that it's sunglasses, shoes and hats. Ah, uh, as long as I have those three, I'm good. And you know what? They always fit, no matter what your weight. Those three uh, items will always that, fit exactly. <laughs> and those always need to get me. It's like your little thing that makes you unique. Because mm-hmm. I always dress in black, so all the rest is an extra. Yeah, I love um, that. So. Let's keep talking about people because oh, I, yeah, I found out that I was for two years the parents uh, association uh, president and I just found out that during these two years I learned to hate people. It's hard wow. to deal with people. It's yeah. really, really hard to deal with people. And mostly when you're in a non, uh, in, in association and that everyone has ideas and everyone thinks that they can talk. And they can, they have a saying, it's really hard to be a leader in those environments. How do you deal with those situations? You know, it's funny. I haven't really had come in contact with too much of that within the bra network. Um, It's kind of like when we are very clear on our core values and the mission of bra um, being that everyone has a voice. Everyone is treated equally. Uh, We include all. Everyone shows up and listens and doesn't wait to be heard. You know, the difference between you can tell when somebody's listening to you or someone yeah. who's waiting to talk. Well, I I want to say that since those times, I learned to love people again. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> but you need to, to choose the right place for you. Maybe it was me that it wasn't the right place for me to be uh, as a working mother, as a working woman, also put on myself all this. And there was just too much noise that is that's not how I run a business. Yeah, no, that's exhausting too. Yeah. (laughs) That can be a lot of noise, 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 and no one's hearing anything and then nothing's getting done. Exactly. So, okay. So tell me some of the things that are 
planning to do during this COVID? How do you have to transition this community into the online? Oh, luckily, prior to the pandemic, 75% of what we did was already online. We had our okay. courses. We had our accountability group, which is called Wisdom Wednesday. Um, and we had our, you know, natural meetups were mm-hmm. always online because I have members all over the U.S. Um, what I miss are our fundraising events. Those were done. Uh. In- yeah. So that was a very hard switch. And when we first got in the pandemic, I was putting on a conference in July and it was going to be all about money, women, you know, earning more money, charging what they're worth, saving money, investing money. And it was going to be in Long Beach, you know, right on the ocean. And then that got shut down. And I just put my feet in the sand. I was like, no, this has got to be in person. Well, you know what? I'm glad because I wasn't part of RA back then. So now yeah. when you do it, I can be there. <laughs> exactly. Um, so for events like conferences, there is something magic that happens when you're in a room with people, the energy you pick up from them. That is so motivating and so thrilling. It fills your soul that I can't replicate via zoom. No. So those little intimate things, I'm just, I'm not that magical. So I continued with the education, motivation and inspiration on a digital platform. I just tried to sprinkle in a little bit more fun. Um, yeah. So I don't want to ask someone to sit on a Zoom call for eight hours. No, <laughs> like it's, absolutely it's not. not. But let, let, let me ask you a question. So in order to be a member, yes, people need to apply besides yes. paying the fees. They mm-hmm. need, do you have cases of people who apply and didn't qualify to be part of BRA? Yes. In fact, there's only one real reason you would not be qualified to join BRA. And that is if you are a woman who it works in direct sales um, or more multi-level marketing, because, you know, maybe selling the essential oils or the health shakes, um, because technically you're not an entrepreneur. You're selling somebody else's product. You didn't have to build your website. You didn't have to work on your social media. That parent company provides you with everything because you're a distributor. So I've also found women who are working these and no shame on them. Go girl, go. But typically when they come to networking events, they're looking for clients first. Yes. People join bra because they're looking for community first. And Hey, you may meet your next best friend. You may meet your next new client, but I that's really the only caveat to not being accepted. You're, you know, I support you. And when you're ready to do your own hustle and get your your own brand going, we're here for you. Whether you have a good idea or you've been doing it for 40 years, bras here, but that's the only reason you would be denied. Yeah. That that's interesting. Yeah. I never thought about that. I never thought that someone who will be in multi, uh, multi-level marketing that they will consider their sem- that themselves as an entrepreneur. Yeah. I think it's their parent company that's telling them that they are. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, I, I have a huge philosophy uh, that my team, I need everyone in my team to think as an entrepreneur. Yes. And that's important. Everyone should be thinking outside the box. I mean, but at the same time, they know that they are not entrepreneurs. So that's what the difference is. Yes. Because as an an entrepreneur, we have to take a lot of risks. Yes. And it's expensive. (laughs) It is expensive. And it's, we put a lot of our time, believe me, that sometimes we work more, more hours at the day 
can offer. Um, oh, for sure. And it's some of the best work I've ever done. Yeah. I don't mind working long days when it's when it's for building my own dream, my own desire. And uh, that was brought me at work. When I was yeah. working for somebody else, I was like, is it five o'clock yet? I want to get out of here. Nobody yeah. treated me like an entrepreneur. Yeah. Well, but also that's the sad part. And I, I love that being part of this community because is I also believe that your team did to have the space to grow. I hear so many people that interview with us and say that they want to move to work with us because they feel like they cannot grow anymore. And that's one of the saddest things that I can hear as an entrepreneur, because mm -hmm. I want anyone who comes to work with me that feel like can, they can grow and invest their time in us because yeah, it's going to be compensated for it. And that's how you're empowering that's how what you are doing with your team and the people you touch with this podcast, that's what true empowerment is, right? It's giving them a cup. So it is. It, you are doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Even see one people hear this and they feel empowered or they feel just to treat them, their team uh, differently. Is I yeah. I have to tell you if people ask me what I feel most proud of and Yes, I feel very proud of my clients and the work that we've done, but my proudest moment is the team I have. Yeah. Being able to build this amazing team of people that I'm, we all collaborated together. Yeah, and I'm so fortunate to have a great team as well. And I know for entrepreneurs, hiring that first employee is so scary. It's like, oh, now I got someone else to worry about. Uh, yes, but you know what? And for you out there who listen to this podcast, it's okay to make a mistake. And probably the first person you hire is not going to be the right fit when you your company grows. Because right. you're going to need other people as you evolve. Not everyone can evolve with the company. I had to go through several transitions of people, which they're hard, but not everyone can evolve at the same time. I agree. And I think if you're an entrepreneur listening to this and trying to figure out, is it time to hire someone? You should ask yourself, are you ready to make more money? Because you can, if you don't hire help, you're never going to get to that next level because you can only do so much as one person. Yeah. You have so, to scale. so many people come to, they come to us for marketing, but they don't understand that marketing takes a lot of long time to get yes. uh, results. It's a strategy and it's not only about the money, it's about getting brand awareness. Marketing is not sales. Yes. And many times they get frustrated with that fact and that you didn't tell me, I hire you for doing this. I say, no, you hire me. So you didn't have to do all this because your time is worth a lot more doing what you do well than doing this. Correct. Yeah. And some of the best marketing I've ever done has been come coming from a place of building relationships. That to me is the, one of the foundations of my marketing strategy is I'm well, going to, that, that's part of marketing. When I present yeah. my ecosystem, I, part of marketing is face to face. Part of marketing is doing PR for yourself. Mar part of marketing is all those little things that you don't believe that you're doing it, but you're doing them. Yeah. 
that's so important. And to, I don't, and it's hard, I'm sure when you were working with clients, how they differentiate between the two and you're like, no, 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 they're, they're the same. They, they help each other. And marketing is not, you know, sell, 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 sell. It's planting seeds and planting seeds that will eventually grow in maybe a week, maybe in three months, maybe in three years. But there is something even more important than people don't keep in consideration time. Yes. Some things are only meant to be in the right time. Like some companies that they went bankrupt 10 years ago, today they could have been hit. Maybe they weren't in the right time. The technology wasn't out there. So there's so many factors that are involved. So the only thing I can say, you have to be patient. Yes. Like building a community. Mm -hmm. And you have to be strategic about it. You can't just put up a post and say, okay, I'm going to make all this money. (laughs) No, No, you have to have a plan. You have to have a strategy. And then how are you going to accomplish? Set little goals at the time. Of course, as an entrepreneur, you're always looking at the big picture. Yes, always. Always. And, And that's right to do. It's what you should be doing. But then you need to go one step at a time and be willing that because things change. COVID happens and all your life and your plans go away. So you need to re-strategize and be open to that. Mm -hmm. And be fluid to it, right? You have to have the flexibility. Um, Yeah, because without flexibility and adaptability, evolving, learning something new and growing, you're just going to die off like the dinosaurs. Like You have to be willing to adapt and grow as a business owner, or you're not going to be successful. And you need to be willing to reinvent yourself as a person, as a brand. And there is something I always talk about that is you need to learn how to renegotiate with others, with yourself, with your company. Sometimes there are relationships that they don't work anymore. So you need to make sure that you can renegotiate them, either if they're working, someone working for you or you working for them. Yep. But being being honest and straightforward, that's the best advice I can give at any given time. It's it's all about being authentic, right? That's everything you're talking about. True authenticity is being honest with yourself, but also with what you're selling, what you're Uh, trying to do. (laughs) uh, Absolutely. Carrie, thank you so, so much for being here today. I'm sure we're going to call you again because we left a lot of things to talk about, but I'm going to keep talking to you anytime. Yeah, me too. I can talk about this forever. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It was so good to have you here today. See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.